You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 90. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Excited to bring you fitness, health, nutrition strategies that you can put into play right away after each podcast episode. First, we're going to get right into Eagle's Eye on health. So this week, we're going to talk about fattening up your salads because they have found that adding certain oils can actually be a real benefit to the salad. So A spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. Do you remember that old saying? Well, now they're saying it looks like a spoonful of oil helps nutrition levels go up. And it depends, of course, if we apply the right oils to certain vegetables. In a study published recently in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition, researchers at Iowa State University found that subjects who ate salads with added soybean oil absorbed several key nutrients, antioxidants, including beta carotene, vitamin E, vitamin K, and lycopene better than when they munched on salads without the oil. So these nutrients are fat soluble and therefore benefit from being paired with a source of fat. Now the biggest boost to absorption rates occurred with the addition of about two tablespoons of this soybean oil, but adding other fat sources like avocado, Olive oil and nuts to your salad bowl or your roasted veggies can also help your body soak up more nutrition. And I'm always talking to my clients about adding that healthy fat into their day. It is so important. Yes, at one time they thought that fat was bad for you, but there are healthy fats the body absolutely needs. Olive oil is a great one to add. I always tell my clients if your healthy fats are low one day, add avocado, add peanut butter, add eggs with the yolk because that is the best source of the protein and you get great fat from that as well. Even eating fish and then that olive oil can definitely be a help. So don't forget your healthy fats because it's gonna boost your nutrition. Today we're gonna talk about the one thing I think people are highly overlooking in their nutrition, in their weight loss, in their life. And we've talked about this before. We've talked about it in another episode and it is sleep. Sleep is such an important part of our health for so many reasons. And today I really want the focus to be more about how we can get better sleep because it is so important for the body. So let's talk about a few things that sleep is doing. For one, sleep affects our immune system. So if we're not getting enough sleep, it will actually deteriorate our immune system. So you might notice if you're lacking sleep that you get sick all the time. Your body needs that time when it's sleeping for so many recovery functions and your immune system is one of them. So they generally say you need seven to nine hours of sleep. 
Yes, all seven to nine. And the reason being because a lot of hormones are actually released during those hours. And if you're not getting those hours in full, seven to nine, you might be missing some of those hormone release times. So for one, as we just said, you need it for your immune system. And then two, you need it for the hormones released for weight loss. So what are those hormones that are being released? Well, if you don't get enough sleep, there is a hormone called ghrelin, and ghrelin makes you very hungry. You don't want ghrelin to be spiking super high unless you want to be hungry all day long, right? But when you don't get enough sleep, your ghrelin hormone does go up. Then there's another hormone called leptin, and leptin is the hormone that tells your body, I'm full, you can stop now. And that's a good thing, right? We don't wanna overeat, so you actually don't even probably realize that it's hormones going on in your body that are telling you these signs. So when you're full, that is the leptin hormone. Now, not getting enough sleep actually means the leptin hormone goes down. So now you've got ghrelin going up, telling you you're hungry, leptin going down, so you no longer know that you're full, and so basically you wake up the next day and you're hungry all day long. So I don't know about you, but I've had those days where like I didn't sleep enough and then it just seems like all day I'm eating and and all I wanna do is like eat, 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 and all I wanna do is eat carbs. So that's a very normal function of these different hormone levels being off, not getting enough sleep, that you actually crave carbs. I mean, what a bummer, right? How come you don't ever crave broccoli? (laughs) It just doesn't happen. So you're coming off no sleep. You might now get sick because your immune system's low. And now you're craving food all day long and mostly carbs. And let me tell you, they're not the healthy carbs. You're not craving the sweet potatoes. You're craving probably a lot of processed sweets. Another reason you're craving these things is because we tend to start grabbing foods and sweet things to give us a little perk, right? Because we're starting to fade, we're getting tired, you didn't sleep while you're at work, your eyes are just getting burnt, you know when they start burning because you're so tired? You need a pick-me-up, so what are you gonna do? I'm gonna grab that candy bar. I know it'll give me this shock of sugar and I will totally light up for about two minutes, unfortunately, and then you will sink way back down. So as you can tell, These hormones are gonna affect you, affect what you eat the next day, affect what foods you choose the next day, and that's all affecting your weight, right? So if you are someone trying to lose weight and you cannot get those pounds off, but you eat really well, you get your workouts in, you don't understand why your weight won't change, is it possible you're not getting enough sleep? I've seen it many times with my clients. They're eating pretty well and they're getting their workouts in and we can't really get the scale to move. And then I ask them, how many hours of sleep are you getting a night? They usually say something like maybe five. You know, I have a lot of trouble getting to sleep or my husband doesn't come home till late and that's our time together. Five hours of sleep is just not going to cut it. I can tell you right now, if you're trying to lose weight, five hours will not do it. And if you're active, like my clients, I make them active. We work out for one hour, five to six days a week. If you're active, you may need even more sleep, but for sure you at least need the seven to eight hours of sleep if you're active. And if you're an athlete, 
you may need even more because when you're sleeping is when your body is actually recovering and you need that time, you need that recovery. So when I have gotten my clients to sleep better, I often get the email, oh my God, you were right. I got my sleep this week and I lost the three pounds finally. Like, so they get stuck at a plateau and then we fix something like sleep and that can get them to the next level. It's something you really want to take seriously. Sleep is not something that you want to take for granted. It's like you owe your body this much. You owe it solid sleep. And like I said, I'm recommending seven to nine hours a night. Now, now that you know you need it, now you're saying to me, but I can't fall asleep. I can't stay asleep. You know, you don't know what to do to improve your sleep. So I want to give you some things that you can take away that you can work on tonight to really start making changes in your sleep habits. And that's really what this is. It's starting to change your habits before you go to sleep so that you prepare the body for sleep. Now, I don't know if you're a parent out there, but I remember specifically when I had my son, Charlie, that when I was sleep training, all the books talked about creating sort of a ritual and a schedule for sleep time. So really preparing the child for what was coming. And so you sort of do all the same things each night and create a soothing atmosphere. And I would put on some music that was sort of the sleep time music and all these things for just a little tiny baby. But the same thing is true for us. We need to create that same atmosphere, especially if you're having trouble sleeping, then you want to work on these things to help you. Now there's three things you wanna avoid right before bed, okay? Three things I want you to take away for sure is that you're gonna turn the TVs off and anything with a screen. So that's the phone, that's the iPad, that's the television. I would say if you're someone who struggles falling asleep, you wanna shut these things off at least one hour before you go to bed. Like you need to really make that a priority for yourself. Now it's a real bummer for people who are reading those books on their iPads because that is something you don't wanna do right before bed. I do want you to read and we're gonna to get to that, but you've gotta shut the screens off because of the light on the screens and we're gonna talk about that too. So that's the first thing you're gonna do. You're gonna avoid all kinds of screens and that includes your television. The second thing you're gonna do is you're gonna make sure that at least four hours before you go to bed, you have nothing with stimulants in it. What do I mean? Coffee, tea, anything with caffeine in it, soda, even chocolate. If you're someone who struggles falling asleep, all of those things, coffee, tea, soda, chocolate, must go for four hours before you would go to sleep. It will help. And the last thing you wanna avoid before bed is stress. Any kind of stress makes it hard to fall asleep because whatever's going on, you're gonna play it over and over in your head. So it's a really good idea if you can put that phone away, put it away as early as you can. Start to create a rule like six o'clock every night, my phone goes off. I'm not gonna check those work emails after six. I mean, I'd like you to not check those work e emails even sooner if you have that ability, but not everybody has that ability. But if you can give yourself some kind of time, it helps because when you get that email of the upset client or something happened at work, 
Well, there, you just ruined your sleep for that night. And you could have probably dealt with it the next morning. There's probably nothing you could do about it that night. So what's the point in even checking the stressful emails right before bed, right? So we wanna reduce stress as much as possible. So those are three things we're gonna avoid. We're gonna avoid screens, we're gonna avoid stimulants, we're going to avoid stress, the three S's. Now, what can we add? What can we do to physically help ourselves have a better night's sleep? Well, the first thing, of course you're gonna, as I said, try to put the phone away as early as possible because it's a screen. But another thing that you can do is you can turn your phone on a setting called night shift. That's what iPhone calls it. I have to assume all the phones have a setting like this. And this is what it is. Because the smartphone screens emit a very bright blue light, and they do this so that you can see the screen even when it's super sunny out. But at night, your brain gets a little confused by that super bright blue light. And it starts to you know, think that you're outside, basically. It sees it as sunlight. And this causes the brain to stop producing melatonin, which is the hormone that gives your body the, hey, it's time to sleep cue. So you want that melatonin, but then you look at these screens and that bright blue light saying, hey, it's daytime. And that's what our body does. It it is affected by daytime. It's affected when the sun goes down and the melatonin is the hormone that's affected. So because of this, the smartphone light can uh, disrupt your actual sleep cycle and it makes it harder to fall asleep and it even makes it hard to stay asleep and that really can cause serious health problems. So what the phones have is something called a night shift setting. You go into settings and I believe you look at display or brightness, it's somewhere in there, and you can set night shift. Now what I love about the iPhone, and again I have to assume all the phones have it, I can set my phone as to what time I want night shift to start. So I put night shift on at 6 p.m. If I look at my phone after 6 p.m., it is going to have a dimmer light on it. It will not be such a bright blue light, and that will definitely help. Now again, my first goal is to not pick up my phone after six o'clock, but if I do, at least I know the night shift is on and it's not going to be as bright. So that's a great thing that I highly encourage all of you to do. The second thing you can do is after dinner, I want you to prepare yourself a cup of tea. It has to be herbal tea, you don't want any caffeine in it, and chamomile tends to be the one that helps people sleep. So I do recommend you do this right after dinner. And the reason I say that is because I hesitate at all to tell you to drink tea at night because I don't want you to wake up in the middle of the night and have to go to the bathroom a million times. So if you can have tea right after dinner, for one, it can sort of help suppress that oh, I need a sweet treat all the time because you don't always need a sweet treat after dinner. And also the the warm water helps digestion. So we've got all these benefits of having a cup of tea after dinner. And then the chamomile aspect helps people sleep. So it's sort of like starting the process after dinner of calming down, relaxing, having your cup of tea to set the stage for a great night's sleep. Number three. I recommend you have a book at your bedside. I do not recommend you have your phone at your bedside as your charger, as your, as your alarm clock, as anything. I recommend the phone goes in another room. 
My phone does not stay with me in the bedroom. Um, I recommend you have a book by your bedside and you're going to read it at night before you go to bed. Why? Because it really does make you relax. It calms your mind. You're then focused on the story, whatever it might be, versus the stress. And it generally starts to make your eyes sort of tired. And so reading is a really great thing to do before bed. I think reading benefits all of us in so many ways, and we certainly have gotten away from reading books way too much. Now, you do need to make sure you're not reading an iBook, right? You don't want to be looking at a screen with a bright light. I will say, as my understanding is back in the day, Kindle had a great um, like iBook option because it doesn't have the bright screen. It literally looks like a page. If they still have it like that, awesome. I think that would still be fine. As long as it's not that glaring iPad, you do not want to be reading from that before bed. Number four, a great thing. You read your book. You're going to put that down. What can you do next before you shut those eyes? You can meditate. Yes, take a few minutes to meditate. You can either do that on your own, in your own mind, or if you do need help, and I hesitate again to say this, but there are some great phone apps, and I don't want you to get your phone out (laughs) right before you go to bed. So what you might do is you might practice some of these meditations during the day with the app, and then see if you can do it on your own at night before bed. If you really have to use the phone app, I totally get it. Make sure your night shift is on, turn the meditation on and listen and then put the phone away right away. Don't check your email, okay? But meditating before bed is a great thing to do. Again, it's like you were just reading and now you meditate. The body is so calm and so relaxed. Your mind can really be cleared from that meditation as well, which is great. I did a meditation episode podcast. If you missed it, check it out just a few weeks ago. But really, that meditating can make a big difference, mostly in reducing that stress level. And as I said earlier, we want to avoid stress before bed. So really, really give that a shot. And then another great thing, number five, I want you to have a pad of paper and a pen next to your bed. Now, why do I want this? If you are someone who tends to wake up a lot in the middle of the night, it is often because something is on your mind. And it might be the 12 things you have to do the next day, or you forgot about something at work, or something your kiddo has to do, whatever it might be. Often when my clients say, I wake up a lot at night, I ask them, well, what are you thinking about? Like, what what comes to mind? Well, I knew I had to do this or that. You're going to use this pad of paper and pen to really quickly jot down whatever it is going on in your head when you wake up. I find that can help tremendously because if something is on your mind, you don't want to forget it and you keep thinking about it over and over because you got to remember, oh, I didn't put that in my calendar. So, And then it keeps you up all night. No, instead, you've got this pen and paper right next to your bed. If something wakes you, jot it down really fast. And often that's enough to help you fall back to sleep and stay asleep through the night. So that's a really big one. I highly recommend it. And the last thing is sort of a combination of everything. It's creating the actual routine before bed. So like I was saying, I want you to have a full routine just like I had with my little baby back in the day, creating this path before I fall asleep. And so I honestly think it needs to start right after dinner with that cup of tea. That's going to set the stage. 
And then maybe you brush your teeth so that you avoid your sweet treat. <laughs> Again, if you brush your teeth, you generally don't want to eat after that. And then what would be next in your routine? You put your devices away. That means the phone's put away, the iPad's turned off. And I mean, turn it off. I don't want to hear the dinging and the buzz every time you get an email. Like, even if you don't check it, if you hear it, you can feel your heart rate going up because you feel that work is, is calling you. So turn everything off. And then what would the next step be? You pick up your book, you get in bed, tell yourself I'm gonna read for X amount of minutes, and then you can do your meditation. And honestly, then you can generally fall asleep. All of these things are really gonna make a big difference. It's creating that routine that will help you fall asleep. And sleep is everything. I just, I can't impress it upon you enough. And yes, it helps weight loss, but it's so much more than that because like I said, it affects your immune system. And if the immune system is not strong, then you're getting sick all the time. To me, there is nothing worse than being sick. Nothing. And if you get sick, you can't work out. So that's going to affect your waistline as well, right? So you don't want to get sick. So you want to get your sleep. Sleep is also affecting your mood. I mean, generally, if you have a bad night's sleep, are you in an awesome mood the next day? Uh, not really. You're usually cranky. And as you, I said before, you're starving for carbs. And so now you're hangry. That's no fun. Um, your mood is fully affected by your sleep. And then there's your energy level. You're just like a zombie the next day. Uh, being a zombie, that's not a great way to work out because you just feel, you feel terrible. And sometimes, you know, I always say like, get the workout in, you'll never regret a workout. And that is true. But when you haven't slept well, sometimes you do feel worse after. Like you're just, your body is telling you that you're just exhausted. So all of that basically says that sleep it's not just affecting your waistline, it's affecting your life. And I do think it's one of the most important things about health and how to stay healthy is by getting a good night's sleep. Now, if you are a parent, the same thing goes for your kiddo. If you can start them at a very young age like I did, when you're sleep training and create these proper sleep habits, you're going to do them a huge service later in life. But then you have to continue it for them. And what do I mean by that? When they're a toddler, you're going to read to them before bed. As they get older, as a teenager, I highly encourage they continue to do that. Teach your teenager to meditate. They can meditate before bed as well. And they must put the phones down. I personally will not let my teenager have his phone in his room. There is no need for a phone in the room at night for any of us, right? I put mine in a different room. He cannot have his in his room either. Encourage your teenager to put the phones away at the same time that you do. Spend family time together, then go and do your sleep routine. Do not have the screens. I don't recommend the teenager have a TV in their room either, but that's obviously a personal choice. But if screens is something we want to take away before bed and then they have a screen in their bedroom, well, then that's going to make that a lot harder. Now, of course, you're probably saying, well, Kim, do you have a screen in your bedroom, a TV? Yes, I do. But I'm pretty, I've really been creating a very full ritual where I don't have it on before bed anymore and I'm doing the reading and the meditating and it's really helped me a lot. 
Um, so for your teenagers, it's, it's just as important to explain to them why they need a certain amount of sleep because I hear about these teenagers right now who are playing video games till like two in the morning, three in the morning, and then they you know, barely sleep before school. And then on a weekend, they're playing till like two, three in the morning, and then they sleep all day. Like, I just don't think that that is great for your health or your child's health. I mean, once in a while, of course, they're, you know, on holiday and they want to do something like that. That's fine. But if you see a consistent pattern with the teenager who's not getting enough sleep, that's going to affect their health. And teenagers need more sleep than us, just so you know. That is why a teenager can sleep like 12 hours. Like I can't even do that. I don't have the ability to do that anymore, but I remember being a teenager and I could. And my son, he can do it too, but he goes to sleep at a decent hour. So all of those things are super important. And again, this is about your health. This is about your well-being. To me, that is way more important than the fact that it is affecting your weight as well. So I know a lot of you listen to me because you want to lose weight and that is what I'm known for, but I really would rather get all my clients focusing on being healthy. So bumping up that sleep seven to nine hours a night, I know you can do it. Honestly, I average eight hours of sleep a night. That's my average. So that means half the time I'm actually getting more than eight hours of sleep. It is very rare for me to get less than eight hours and I need every bit of it. I know I do. And I get up often at 5.30 every morning, which means I'm going to bed by at least nine o'clock. And that's how my body works now. Like once you do it long enough, that becomes your body's rhythm and it knows what time you're gonna get up and what time to fall asleep. But again, if you can take on these, these steps to help you, I think it'll make a big difference. And that is everything we have today. That is sleep for you. If you want more details on sleep, definitely check out the past podcast that I did previously on sleep. That goes into a little more detail about the hormones and whatnot. But this one was definitely the one to add the tips to help you fall asleep and stay asleep. I hope you can put them into play starting tonight. And if you do, I bet you're gonna have a fantastic week. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.